Hey gang, Ralph here. Happy New Year. Calling out to all the Babbleheads in Phoenix, Arizona. If you're in the Phoenix area, we want to see you when we come and bring Hollywood Babylon live to the Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona on Thursday, January 17th. It's been too long since we've been in Arizona. Kevin and I are looking forward to bringing Hollywood Babylon to Phoenix Thursday, January 17th at the Stand Up Live. We would love to see you there. Come on out and play with us. For more details and tickets to Hollywood Babylon, as well as all of the Smodco shows, you can go to csmod.com. If you're in the Phoenix area, we'll see you there on Thursday, January 17th. Hey there, Babbleheads. It's Ralph here. Have you ever heard the expression, New Year, New You? Well, in 2019, you can actually make that come true. If you want a new career, the place for that is the Dave School. The Dave School offers both online and on-campus programs in some really cool areas of study. Do you like video games? Well, instead of playing video games, how about learning how to make your own? The Dave School has a 12-month game production diploma, which will teach you how to design, model, rig, and animate your own characters, props, and levels and then learn how to integrate them into a game engine. By the time you are done at the Dave School, you'll have a demo reel that will impress any AAA or indie game studio that's looking for an artist. Or maybe you want to get into visual effects. Well, the Dave School has a bachelor's degree in visual effects production that will teach you a broad range of skills. You can pursue a job in computer graphics, game art, print advertising, architectural visualization, military simulation, and of course, feature film and television effects. Imagine doing something that you love for a living. Well, the Dave School can make that dream a reality. The Dave School is at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. On the back lot, Soundstage 25, that's where all the magic happens. They've got a 35,000 square foot facility that includes three labs, a working soundstage with a massive 65 foot by 25 foot green screen, a 25 foot theater screen, and even their own motion capture system. For over 16 years, the Dave School has been pumping out production ready artists they are known as a source of next-generation talent for the entertainment industry. Check it out for yourself at thedaveschool.com, and while you're there, take a look at the short movie or game that every class makes as part of the curriculum. That teaches you to work as a team, just like you would at a studio. The new programs start on March 18th. That means there's not much time to apply. you got to get on it. Here's how you do it. You go to daveschool.com babble. That's daveschool.com babble. Check it out for yourself. This could be the year that changes your life forever. Thanks to thedaveschool.com. It's time to babble the fuck on. Live, it's New Year's Babble Eve. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. shit man it is monday night on new year's eve 2018 ladies and gentlemen and we're gonna put a bullet in the head of this wretched fucking year right here on hollywood babylon i'm kevin smith i'm ralph garner hello hello this wretched year boy you almost die one year all of a sudden it's bad I don't think of it as the year I almost died. I think of it as the year I lived, bitch. Oh, yeah. 
He rose up. That's right. To make another Tusk movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I was on that fucking table, and I've talked about it many times, I honestly had no regrets. I've had such a wonderful life. It, even though I was 40, age 47, the doctor was like, you have a 20% chance of living, which meant I had an 80% chance of dying and yeah. shit. But good on him like, for putting it in the positive spin, by totally. the way. Totally. Yeah. And by the way, better for me for figuring out the math as well. <laughs> That's right, yes. Um, but as I sat there and thought about, like, you know, I had great fucking parents. I was raised incredibly well. I had, I, I had a wonderful, weird fucking career, fantastic friends, fantastic wife and kid. I had, I had, like, the whole package. I was like, I got no regrets. If it's time to go, it's time to go, man. Li you know, live life, give thanks, and release, as uh, Flavor Flav said once. Sure. <laughs> so the only regret, the only closest thing to regret that I had as I was laying there and shit, waiting to die, was like, oh, fuck, if I do die tonight, the last movie I made was Yoga Hosers. <laughs> so I was like, please, Jesus, save me. And Jesus was like, you made dogma. Go fuck yourself. He's yeah. um, got a point, that Jesus. But, uh, but I, I am very happy uh, to have lived uh, because we, f we are going to uh, Louisiana in uh, the uh, February. Well, they had it in January. I had it out in February to uh, make Jay and Silent Bob reboot. The return of Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Skinny Bob, I think you're calling it now, aren't you? Yeah, it's yeah. different. Jay and Vegan Bob. Yeah. Um, I, you know, honestly, I've looked at all the flicks because uh, that's what I do. I watch my own movies and jerk off all the time. Sure, who doesn't? Um, I, I am actually kind of uh, I'm, I'm thinner, but like I look more like Clerks era Silent Bob. Uh, than anything else. So it still kind of works out. Like a lot of people are like, no, don't do this one in black and white. Don't do this one in black and white. I will. I'll try not to. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, that's fucking, uh, I'm, I'm ready. And Ralph is going to be coming out as well. Ralph has a part in, in Coming the out to do the movie. Yes. 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 <laughs> Let's Ralph get has everything. an important message for 2018. Can we put everything on Front Street, please? Watch your language. It's like, I want to begin 2019 the right way. God damn it, I'm gay for this man right next to me. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> happy am, New Year's Eve, everybody. Yes, happy New Year's. Thank you so much for filling this joint to capacity, beyond capacity, they told us tonight. Oh, fuck, speaking of joint. Oh, um, <laughs> I went to the Emerald Cup, which is like, you know, oh, right, the fucking yeah. Olympics of weed and stuff. Yeah. I met the guy who organized it and created it and stuff. And when I left, as we were leaving, we took pictures and, and whatnot. Me and Jason were there, so Jason Muse. So they were like, holy shit, Jane, Silent Bob in real life. So it was a wonderful event to be at. But at the end of it, the guy who created the event was like, here. And he gives me this big fucking bag. And I was like, what is this? And he goes, well, naturally, it's weed. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean it's weed? And he's going, well, basically, since it's this contest, everybody sends in the best strains from across the country. It's literally a competition. And they figure out which one is the top. That's the Emerald Cup and stuff. Wow. So essentially, everyone has sent in the best fucking weed that they have competing for this. And, you know, they take trimmings and stuff, and they put it all into little envelopes, and then their judges panel sits around and smokes everything. I was like, how the fuck does, like... <laughs> 
you know, at a certain point, aren't you like, yeah, it's good too. Yeah. <laughs> By oh, your third shit. strain, totally. Your judgment may be off a touch. But he told me he goes, he goes, that's not true. He's going, he goes, you're going to take this bag home. He's going, you'll find that everything has its own flavor and essence. Like he's truly like real about. It. No, he's yeah, fucking. Sure it no, does. no, yeah. he's holistic. He's yeah. real. He's fucking. Uh-huh. He's part of the. <laughs> Yeah. You don't no no no. Assholeist. No no no, not at all. He's fucking wise man, man. <laughs> all right, fellow traveler of the green. You're Plus, shaman. he gave me a bunch of free fucking weed. <laughs> so, I look in the bag, man, and it's a series of these little envelopes, each each with a big old nug in it. So, like, you could get one joint out of it. Sometimes the joint's a little bit smaller than I like and shit. But most of the joints, yeah. I know. Because you like your joints like Liam Neeson's cock. That's I why. Do. I like, those are my yeah. cannons. I like, they're very big. 20 of those a day. So, uh, so I, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was. You forgot where you were. I forgot you? where I was in the story. I was at the Emerald Cup. Here's a lesson, kid. I was at the Emerald Cup. So he gave me this big bag and shit, and then he goes, I said, oh, this will last me a while. And he goes, not if you smoke it right. He's going, like, it'll go, you'll go through that in a month. And I said, yeah, no way and shit. Then he gave me a second bag. Because he's like, all right, here. And he gave me a second bag. So I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I fucked the movies. I'm becoming a dealer. Like, this is, this is where the real money is. So I took it home, put it in this gigantic, long comic box mm-hmm. that I had at the house that was empty, and it fucking filled it. All the just little packets of fucking weed and stuff. This was three weeks ago. Yeah. Just cardboard now. I just saw the bottom of the box today. Now, the thing is, all of the strains, they didn't have names on them. They just had numbers so that they could correlate them to a book and stuff. But it wasn't like you knew what anything was. You didn't know if it was a And he came up with cute names like... uh, Nothing. It was just like 19, 28, 37. 37 was my favorite. Yeah, sure. I kept going through the fucking box. And and it was amazing because you did not know what kind of journey you were going on each time. So I'd fucking grind it, roll it, smoke it, and be like, what the fuck? Like... And go to weird new places and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm still smoking that weed right now. And I smoked right before I got on stage, obviously. And so I have no idea where this strain is going. So if you were like, Great. I am gay and I do love Kev, I'd be like, you know what? It makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, 42. <laughs> just... Oh, my God. It's been amazing. Like, it's just crazy. Each time you smoke a joint, you just don't. Know what's gonna happen next? You're like, oh my god! I one one time I smoked a joint, wrote this fucking ep, uh, issue of uh, Detective Comics is coming up on one, issue one thousand. Right. D- uh, they've had a thousand issues. I think they must have done more, but like they in their numbering, they're coming up to Detective issue uh, Detective Comics issue one thousand. So they asked me, uh, will you write a story uh, for an eight pager? Um, Jim Lee will draw it, and I was like. Fuck, yeah, Jim Lee, holy shit, man. I'd let him draw my death. Like, he's so fucking good and shit. So I smoked this fucking strain. It's crazy. I never know what it was. It was like we're passing like two ships in the fucking night and shit. I don't know what it was so that I can't be like, you must get me this. It made me write, honestly, the best Batman story I've ever write. Now, that being said. As far as you know. Yes. After smoking it, yes. Are you going to include a joint in every issue so that people reading it will feel the same way you do? I, I mean, I like. What it. if they say, "Who? How high was the guy who wrote this fucking comic book?" 
I mean, they won't say, like, years ago I did an issue where Batman, like, wet his pants. Oh, so, you know, we all, everyone remembers I'm in the comic book world. still fucking getting beat up about that. Yeah. This, I think, the thing I wrote makes up for that, man. Like, it's a really... He comes in his pants. No. No. Oh. No, there's no bat pole at all. Catwoman! It just feels like a good, solid, like, fucking Batman story. And that came from smoking this weed, of which I'll never know what it was, man. I'm like, so it sorry. made me a better fucking person. Right. And I'll never know what it was. <laughs> I wish we could have more of that. I know. Fuck. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> How was your holiday? We only have till midnight, but... Uh, <laughs> We might be celebrating 2020 by the time it all comes around. <laughs> My holiday was great. It was, uh, I got an eight-year-old kid, so Christmas with an eight-year-old, you can't ask for more than that. It's a magical time. My, my wife and I didn't even buy presents for each other this year. That we, was your gift to each other? Like, let's not get gifts. No, it was like, because we really had no interest in giving stuff to each other. It was so focused on, you want to create the most magic you can for this kid at this age because you recognize you don't have much of it left. You That's know? true. They grow up. In this up. day and age, especially, the magic gets ruined for these kids early on. And we wanted to make sure while she still thought that the elf on the shelf was not fucking from the NSA who was watching her and <laughs> reporting back to Trump or uh, the, Santa ate the cookies. You want to make sure that while you still have all the accoutrement that comes with Christmas and you can make that happen, that you want to do that. So we were totally focused on the kid this year and it was an absolute payoff. It was great. But You know what happens is those kids grow up, right? Like our kid is 19, now she could be 20 in June and shit. She still lives with us, which is awesome. We got a big enough house and she's like, cool, I love the kid to death. Right. But they get to a point where, you know, you're like, I hope they fucking leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> And not in a shitty way. No, just it like, sounds great. It sounds like you just, really love her. No, I, I do. But yeah. like after Christmas, like she went to Hawaii with uh, her boyfriend and uh, my in-laws, uh, Jen's parents, my wife's parents. And so like they cleared out of the house. And, you know, you, you know, we'd had the wonderful Christmas together and shit. Uh, but then when she left, me and my wife were like, nobody is in this fucking house for the next two weeks. Fuckation. It's been nonstop fuckation. <laughs> Didn't like, happen in my house. Though. Oh. Yeah. It's been honestly just fucking glorious. Like 2018 has been a real bitch of a year in many ways and shit, but like to end it just like getting fucked by your wife constantly <laughs> because there's no fear whatsoever that the kid's gonna knock on the door and be like, stop it. Like fuck it. Yeah. It's nice. It's like, like you got to understand, like we entered a relationship and like 10 minutes later, the kid was born and then her parents moved in with us because like, well, what do we do with this? And so yeah. we had help and shit. So we've always been surrounded by people. So when the house is empty, we're like, let's get transgressive, man. Let's have fucking a satanic cult come over and have an orgy. Like just fucking. Yeah, that's like that. you. Now you're like, let me go through the comic book box and find number 12. Honey, I found 12. <laughs> Cancel everything. 12 is here. Yeah. That was not my house. You didn't, you didn't have a fuckation? Yeah, when you have an eight-year-old, there's no fuckations. 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 Fuckations, no. In fact, my wife, uh, Christmas Eve, the kid goes to bed. My wife's having a couple cocktails. She's relaxing. It's the holidays. And she says, all right, I'm going to bed. And she gets in bed, and I walk past the doorway to the bedroom, and she stirs and goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm putting presents under the fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas morning tomorrow. She's like, oh, 
you're right. Thank God you're here. There would be no Christmas. And she, <laughs> and she rolled over and went back to bed. <laughs> That's how loaded she was that she didn't recognize it was Christmas fucking Eve. Hey, guess what? Mama, Santa's not fucking real. Somebody's got to put the presents under the tree. You I'm believe, guessing it's going to be me. You believe in Santa Claus. I believe in Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. So I go to get the packages, and you're trying to be stealthy and stuff, and I bent over, and I got the pile of packages, and I heard... <laughs> and here's the great thing about being an older dad. When you <laughs> The rest of the Christmas, I was walking around like this. Oh, fuck. Oh, my back went out at Christmas. Oh, I think we all thought you farted or something <laughs> like that. No. And I was like, why is that a big no, deal? My spine made that noise, not my <laughs> asshole. You're so, oh, you fucking pulled your back. My back was racked. Did it make a noise? It, I literally heard an internal sort of snap, <laughs> which I didn't know whether I was going to come back from it or I was going to be Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump for the rest of my life. You got magic legs, Lieutenant <laughs> yeah, Dan. Gump! So, uh, yeah, so I've been nursing a bad back, but it feels great now because I'm drunk. So I have that my own helps. magic box. That fucking helps. Yeah. But I've discovered, and it hit me over the holidays, because I had to go to a chiropractor just so I could be erect. <laughs> it's a good thing somebody made you erect yeah. over the holidays. He's a good doctor, don't yeah. get me wrong. But chiropractors are the best doctors in the world. Because when you think about it, you go into their office fucked up, and you leave feeling better Yeah, and they don't than you cut were. you either. And they don't cut you, and they don't yeah. give you a drug or something. But how many doctors do you go to where when you leave their office, you are fixed from what was supposed to happen? That never happens with a doctor. When you get a you know, vasectomy. Oh, yeah, good point. I should have asked him for one while I was in there. That would've been, that would've been Throw it in, man. Crack my boner and fucking make it dry. Usually go to a doctor. I want to shoot dust. Usually you go to a doctor and they say, well, we're going to put you on this thing and you'll be on this medication for a couple of weeks and we'll take a look at you and we're, we're, you'll go into physical therapy. They, everybody's got a plan. Chiropractors, fuck, they put you on a table, they jerk you around, the next thing you know, yeah. you feel much better. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> same as the Thai masseuse, basically. Basically the same You're thing. in the hands of a pro now. <laughs> yeah. I love you. So... Uh, there's so, a lot of close physical activity, uh, contact in that field. That's why I never wear underwear, just in case. <laughs> the more you know. You might Wait. get lucky. What if, what, if it, what if the guy's experimental? Next thing you know, he's close, I'm close. We're both, you know, lonely. Oh, you'd need strain 17 <laughs> for that. Strain 17 will have you sucking a dick. <laughs> that's how good that shit was, man. Anyway, so I'm, I'm erect for the time being. If I clutch my back and stumble off stage, you know why, but so far, so good. Uh, can we go back and unpack for a second? Anything you want, sailor. The, uh, you guys didn't give each other gifts, you and your wife? No, we said this year... What about the gift of sex? <laughs> it's free. Is it that bad? No, no, no. That's a that's 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 a that's a regular thing though. It's not a Christmas gift. It's not a that's not a once in a year thing. Hopefully, it's not something you unwrap on the twenty fifth. I mean, there was no exchanging of physical presents right. because we got to the point where we said we don't need to give each other anything because including sex. No, the sex comes. The sex is not included in the present category. The sex happens all the time. It's the it was the the present exchange thing we opted out on because we said. 
we, if we want something at this point, we just get it. Right. How much stuff do you need? There wasn't any stuff to get for each other. We thought it'd be fun, more fun just to focus on the kid and just buy her stuff. And that was sort of our fun Christmas adventure. To Why didn't you just give each other the gift of sex? We have <laughs> sex all the time. It wouldn't be special. <laughs> just saying. Sure it would be. Christmas sex, man. Christmas sex. How is that Christmas different from sex. regular sex? You remember that song from our childhood? <laughs> I oh, come my, all you faithful. My I father used one. to sing it to my mother all the time. Did he Christmas really? sex, and she'd be like, put the presents under the tree, I'm drunk. Now, Santa comes down the chimney once a year. I, am, I have a more regular schedule than that. So. How often do you get, how often do you, you're, uh, <laughs> what are you groaning at? What, uh. Chimney's the vagina in the story. <laughs> I'm not actually ejaculating into a chimney. <laughs> Is Make, a metaphor. I'm not making sooty jizz. <laughs> that was my rapper name, by the way, back sooty when jizz. I was uh, Yo, yo, yo! Sooty jizz in the house, yo! <laughs> Are you glad you came? Because I am. Yeah. Fair warning, I'm drunk. This is the second of two shows, and I was overserved. So we'll see if we make it to midnight. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm with you, man. Look, you're fucking, we're both at sea. You're way too drunk. I'm smoking weed. I don't even know where it came from. I know. From. It's a mess. But we're with family. That's all that matters. Yes. Thank I was so telling him slightly before we began the show that uh, I enjoy the fact that we've been doing this for how many years now? Uh, we're closing in on eight and a half years of the show. We've been doing a New Year's show, I think, for five or six years. Having something to do every New Year's Eve has been really nice for me, man. And, and I wouldn't have had that if it were not for you, if you hadn't fucking said, hey, let's do a podcast. And it's defined. it defines my year. I know we're done and shit when we're about to embark on something new when we sit here and chat at each other with a bunch of people looking at us for the last time. Yeah. It's always a really beautiful time of year, man, so thank you for that. No, it's a fun way to party with people that we love, and we do love you guys for all listening all the time and for supporting us and being here. Uh, and we don't say it enough, I think, but at this time of year, it's appropriate to say to all of you guys listening to this show and also those of you who are kind enough to show up tonight, thank you so much thank for everything you, you do. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. And we have a lot of people for the show. We should probably thank at the outset so I don't forget when I get drunker. But thanks uh, to Dr. Josh Roush on the sights and sounds. He's always here for us. Thank you so much. The wheels of steel. His lovely wife, uh, Olivia, who's always there with us, helping us out. Gabby Zamora, who is the producer of the show, puts the whole thing together. Gabs. Our wives who support us in this crazy adventure. The staff and uh, management here at the Improv that's been our home for years now mm. always go out of their way to uh, accommodate us and make us feel at home. So it's, it's been a great run, and it's all over now. So goodbye. <laughs> it's our last show because I hit the lottery, so fuck everybody. Well, before we dive into anything, last year, this time, uh, there was, uh, I met a guy out in the parking lot. Sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you did. <laughs> I was smoking this really weird weed. And, um, he had had a, a, a book that he had put together. Uh, he was with his mom, too, which is always adorable to me. Um, a book of, that he had written that was based on me, but, but it was based on shit that I actually said. Pulled from podcasts, podcasts like this, and interviews uh, that I've done. 
<clears throat> and he had it kind of all compiled. I thought it was a really good idea. I was like, how sweet, man. And he made a book. Like he's, His idea is to make a book based on shit I said. And I tried to get it published at this place, and they were they they were like, we want famous people in the book. But I'm like, if somebody wants to read about Kevin Smith, they don't give a fuck what Matt Damon said about him. They give a fuck what Kevin Smith said. It, it didn't go anywhere. But mm. you remember I'm the guy that, like, don't wait for somebody. No help has ever come, and just fucking do it yourself. Right. Uh, David, the guy who put the book together, finished the book, and one year later uh, was here and is here tonight with his mom again. No way. And I would like to bring him up on stage. Real oh quick. my goodness. David, where are you, man? Come up. There they are. David, are you in the house? There he is. There's David now. He self-published the book? He did. Did wow. you not come on up? Did Look you not it. bring mom? No, she's uh, No, screw mom, right, David? Yeah. She did her job. She yeah. popped you out. You're on your own now. This is uh, the book that he put together, man. You're in it a as Kevin well. Smith scrapbook. Compiled and edited by David Gotti. And inside, it's it's just like, it's my entire fucking life, but it's from shit I said and, and, in interviews and in podcasts and whatnot. Not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sweet thing, madam. Um, but this is like so the spirit way more than if we if I had found somebody to publish it for him and stuff which I wish I could have he published it himself like he fucking read the contents of the book about a guy who was like don't wait for help help is never coming fucking right. be your own hero and stuff and he was his own hero he made his own fucking book about me man give it up for David wow David congratulations the the best question was this asked. Where can they buy that yeah. book? Is that the only one that you made, or is That's there all, more? This is the only one that exists right now. But if you guys want to buy it, you can check it out on Amazon. Uh, it's a Kevin Smith scrapbook. A Kevin Smith scrapbook. Yeah. yeah. David, congratulations. Thank That's you. awesome, Thank man. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, guys. Thank you, David. That is a true, uh, a true fan right there. Anyone in the audience have a Ralph Garman scrapbook? I'm wondering, is there... Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Somebody's working on it? Bueller? Anyone? That's what I thought. I think I heard somebody say something about a Garmy pamphlet. Yeah, like there's... <laughs> it's, a, it's a flyer, really. It's just one side <laughs> of, a, of a Xeroxed page that says drunk on it. I don't know why. <laughs> I have... It's a Jack Daniels <laughs> label. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's just... <laughs> Shut up, Josh. <laughs> I take back that thank you to Josh, by the way. I'm rescinding that. I double it from me, sir. Speaking of Jack Daniels, I re you recognize this shape. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There we go. Jack Daniels rye, Tennessee straight rye whiskey. Now, God question. I'm not a drinker. What is that? That is uh, Jack Daniels and club soda. That is my cocktail of choice. So you dilute that with water. Uh, with sparkling water, basically club soda. Oh, yes. my bad. Classy water. <laughs> yeah. um, why do you do that? Because you don't want to get too drunk? Because I don't really want to projectile vomit on the front row while and we're performing. And that's what would happen if you drank a glass if of If I drank whiskey. as much of these... As I would of this, there would be vomit. Yes. Really? Yes. Might be a fun show. <laughs> it's a new Daniel Day-Lewis movie, I think. There will be vomit. I think. 
We can get the fucking front row tarps like a Gallagher show. That's and right. Shit. And now, it's just fucking Justin Bieber, he's a cunt, right? <laughs> do you go all drunk the whole way? Like, do you get to the sad place where you're like, she wouldn't put the fucking presents out. I had to do it. Why do I have to do it? Where's the love? To my, well, it's not my credit. I'm just lucky. I don't tend to, like, you wallow. Know, I, I've, I've been, honestly, I've been sitting next to you professionally for eight years and change, and I've known you for probably ten years. Yeah. I've never really seen you drunk. I saw you high that one time. <laughs> yeah, you did. Which was amazing, but I've never seen you, like, get drunk. Because I'm always drunk. You see, that's ah. how. <laughs> what, you've never seen me sober that's is what true. you're saying. Good that's point. how you don't recognize the difference. Is this from Karen who sent me this card? Is that you, Karen? Thank you, honey. That's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. What a nice gift. Is Kevin has a gift for too? me? Can, can I, should I, should I card or gift first? Come on, it's only an hour and a half show, sir. Make a decision. <laughs> a card or a gift, for God's sakes. Uh, thank you. Message on cover may appear smaller than actual gratitude. That's oh, cute for the card. Uh, Kevin, over the last few decades, your work has contributed to giving me many good times, so I thought it was about time for me to contribute to a few for you. Enjoy from Turtle Allen. All right, Turtle. Let's see. Ralph opened his gift so well. Let me see you do mine. All right. Yeah, you just don't give a fuck. Look at you. No, I don't. I can't be like that. Like, I look at that rap job, I'm like, that's intricate. I, I just, like, this is a gift in the You learn this from watching an eight-year-old on Christmas morning. I know you. I just... There you go. Thank you. It's got tape on it. What the fuck, Turtle Allen? Holy moly, oh, look at those. Oh, it's There's like eight and joints. there's 19 right there. Fancy joints and fucking glass. This is Lumpy's, man. You know oh, what? Wow. Thank you. In case of emergency. I'm going to fucking smoke the shit out glass. of this. I'm going to think about you when I do it. You really do, You do, man. thank Congrats. you. Stuff that we will absolutely enjoy. Who else brought us shit? <laughs> That's what I thought. Get the fuck out, all of you, you ingrates. Actually, we have a gift for the audience, Kevin, tonight. Do we? I want to show everybody this. Oh, yeah, of course we do. I forgot. This is something you'll all be receiving on you your way, on your way out tonight. This is our New Year's Eve exclusive poster. Autographed by Kevin and myself that each and every one of you will receive one of these on the way out of the venue tonight. Make sure you grab one. This was rendered by the amazing Nate Gonzalez. Yes, who the art, the artist is here tonight, I believe. Where are Nate, you, Nate, are you around? Stand up. Where are you? There he is right there, Give Nate him a round Gonzalez. Of applause. He made some art. He does brilliant work. I told Kevin tonight my goal in 2019 is to look as good as Nate draws me. <laughs> That's my goal. So Truly. thank you, Nate, for being so kind in your uh, your artist rendering of me, but that's a cool picture. It is really yeah. nice. It's based on, what's the movie? Uh, Kingsman? The Kingsman, yeah. It's the Kingsman Circle HBO logo behind us that he actually did. And oh, I see it. It's yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Nate. Thank you for this. We appreciate Everyone it. Everyone goes home with one of those, yes. ladies and gentlemen. All right. What do you say we kick things off? A little segment where we talk to you folks for a little bit. People have come particularly long distances or celebrating special occasions with us tonight, like New Year's Eve. It's a segment we call the Shout Outs. It's a shout out with Kevin and Brown, so get your cock out. Yeah. 
Get your cock out. Yeah. And that is the last time I'm ever doing that in 2018. Yeah. We'll see. Um, that's fucking funny. Thank you. Kirsty Cullen Campanelli. Are you here, Kirsty? That's a lot of fucking hard sounds. Cuh, cuh, cuh. What is it? Kirsty Cullen Campanelli. What was your original? Kirsty Cullen, is that your name? Kirsty Cullen, she's got a British accent, Kevin. Wait, what did you say? You fucked what? Kirsty Cullen, Kirsty Cullen, that's four. Campanelli. It's the same. Yeah, you equaled it. <laughs> And we're not even great at math. Right, and I'm drunk and he's out. high. <laughs> uh, but wait a second, you got an American accent, Campanelli. I do. Where are you from? Fucking out of here, man. Tom's River is back east. That's in New Jersey. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but wait, you don't have a New Jersey accent at all. No, not you, motherfucker. Not you. The hot British girl. We're done with you now. Yes. Where's your Where are you from, love? London. How did you meet a boy from Tom's River? Instagram. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've been on Instagram for years. I never met one hot Brit girl ever. I mean, but it's not only did they meet, they got married. She has his name because they met on social media. I can only imagine how good your pictures must be. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Whose account, like who... Oh, this is way too much information. I don't... <laughs> I'm intrigued. I actually really enjoy this story. It sounds like one of those Hallmark movies they play at Christmas. Well, let's find out more about them by reading their email. What yeah, probably. Saying? Coming to the show in Babylon, and I've been uh, listening to the show for years all the way over in Dubai. So that must be you, Kirsty, right? And from Dubai. Uh, fast forward four years later, I'm married to this hot American film director. Kevin, congratulations. <laughs> Somebody better tell me. Who I met on Instagram. That sounds ominous, but uh, it's all above board, I swear. <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Uh, we're ringing the new year with you fine people in person. Thank you, Santino, for tonight, for being you. I love you. Your name's Santino? Santino Campanelli? That is so fucking Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you found New Jersey with a name like that? Did they call you Tino? You have a fucking endless story for every question we ask you. I like My nephew it. does, but then his, his aunt's cousin said to me, well, you shouldn't be Tino, maybe you should be San. And then I said, well, that sounds crazy because San sounds like something you'll find at the beach. Tino, you'll have to excuse the guy. He My obviously God. did not get laid or well, we have got a an hour and a half. If he had been on fuckation, he'd be all like, tell me more. Backs out from Christmas presents for fuck's sake. <laughs> Santino. You know who Santino's name was? Oh, yeah. It was Sonny. My son's Sonny's name was Santino. Santino, they killed my boy. They shot him at that, at that, that turnpike exit and he stopped his car and they, sh they shot him with bullets, Kevin. <laughs> Godfather. Yes, you win. 
Point Kevin. Uh, but wait a second. What were you doing in Dubai? British being in Dubai. You're making things worse. You realize that. I, right? I need to know. You just lived and worked there in advertising. That means, so, that means she was in a harem. So wait, you found his Instagram or his found? No, he said he saw a picture and that's fucking like he slipped in your DMs. Yeah, he I bet he did. He slipped in a lot more than that. It sounds like. So hold on, time, time, time. So your friend puts a picture of her up on Instagram. I'm guessing it wasn't, oh, she's working in an advertising firm picture. I bet it was a picture of her looking pretty smoking hot, I'm guessing, right? Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm serving you up softballs, and you're fucking whiffing at the plate. No, no, Tino, you're fucking striking out, man. No, no, that's wrong. Home runs, Tino, home runs. I don't follow baseball. I'm so glad they shot him now. I'm glad they shot Sam Tino. <laughs> Go ahead, tell it. So you saw a picture of her and you were like, I, I want to be with that person. And it worked out. We, hey. Thank you, Jeff. Fucking, I, I mean, it's fucking, it's a Jersey thing. I want to fucking get to know a little more. Fucking, yeah. That's amazing for a Jersey guy to pull like a British chick who lived in Dubai. That's like fucking the moonshot. Like fucking, well done, Jersey. And she talked to you before she married you, right? <laughs> That's what I find amazing. They had a conversation. She said, yeah, all right, I'll marry you. I'm fucking done with Dubai. <laughs> Don't listen to them, you crazy kids. I'm loving this story. This email, Kirsty, you say you're going to sign off with just plain old Kirsty because sometimes your name is spelled a little unconventionally? Well, I have things about real names and fake names, yes. <laughs> Ralph so, has found the last allowable prejudice left, which is... You have a stupid so you, name. You signed it Kirsty, K-I-R-S-T-Y, which is perfectly normal. Now, let's not just leave it out. Let's get to the truth, madam. <laughs> what is your actual name? <laughs> you two are match made in fucking heaven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it 2019 yet? <laughs> I gotta know the ending, man. How is it spelled? I I E I I E at the end of Kirsty. You go right to hell, man. No, she's a she was a teenager. You do you, Kirsty, <laughs> and he'll do you as well. Jersey represent. Yeah, fuck. I know who I make myself special. <laughs> K-I-R-S-T-I-I-E. That way no one will ever fucking remember me. <laughs> Did it, was it anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. You guys are adorable. How long have you been married now? A year and four months. God bless, man. Yeah. Well done, Jersey. That'll last. How, did you go back to Tom's River? <laughs> You've only been back once since? 
Is this a setup? Is this a fucking plant, this guy? Are you trying to kill me? Oh my God, they're adorable. Um, you, I know you went back once after you got married because you're like, look at this, British from Dubai, motherfuckers. That's true. There's a lot of... <laughs> all right, all right. We'll cover this later, man. No, Excellent tell us more about the Joes. I want to know the last name every fucking, it's fucking Joe. It's true, met. though, and he's got a lot of Joes in his family, but in Jersey in general, it's like it's Jersey Joe. It's, it's a big name. <laughs> well, it's all the time we have, everybody. Thanks so much <laughs> for coming out. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> That was the first email in the shout-outs. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. They didn't even ask for an impression or anything. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the email about at the end of the just, day? Just Happy New Year. Just, 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 they no showed request up. or No anything. request, just saying. Just, you just know Santino, what, I love you. Like you couldn't tell him that. <laughs> well, it's probably hard to break into the conversation when he's talking to tell him that you love him so I can see why you had us do it for you. <laughs> the you opposite of Silent Bob is Talky Tino. Yes. <laughs> Matt from Long Beach, save us. Are you around? Hey, Matt, how are you, son? Matt! Be brief. That's all I ask, Matt. <laughs> My name is Matt from Long Beach. Longtime listener, first time live show attendee. Well, welcome, sir. Thanks for coming. Welcome. You're, you're in Long Beach. It's not that far away from here. You could have come anytime. We've been here for years. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, could you please have the Germans send a shout out to my good friends Holly, John, Wendy, and her wife, Gigi. <sighs> Gigi spelled J-I-E-J-I-E. -I -E. You were on to something, man. They're not here tonight, though? Are you here by yourself? You're here by yourself. Well, so all these people can go fuck themselves, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, it's Wendy's 40th birthday. They would all be here with me tonight, but their higher moral standards of babysitting everyone else's kids at home so the adults could go out tonight and have a good time uh, got in the way of them having a good time themselves. Are they watching your kids, too? Yes. They are. Well, that's awesome. Wait. Yeah. You got strangers to watch your kids. That's the best. But wait, you came here solo? Well, what happens on New Year's Eve stays on New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, right? really, Kevin, man. Yeah. We can hook you up. Who, yeah. came, who else came solo? All right. Matt is from Toronto Long Beach. Still here? Or is yeah. Toronto still here? Yeah, there they are. Toronto yeah. was in the last show, man. These cats are wild. <laughs> yeah. They got an open relationship, and the dude don't want to do anal. So here's your chance. He wants to get it, though. Yeah, it's true. He likes yeah. to fuck around with his asshole. Right. We remember a lot about the audience, man. So Talking you want the, the Germans to send them a shout-out for watching your kids for you? Sure, absolutely. We have a little German theme. There's Batman and Robin and Rathmouth and Potsy. There's Rudiger and Klaus. They're Germans, not Nazis. Yeah, yeah, we're not Nazis. Nein, not, not, not so much anymore. Not as much as your president. <laughs> yeah. We missed it by about 70 yeah. years. We were right there in the we, pocket. We thought we were bad, but then we. So Matt from Long Beach, you're here by yourself. Are you lonesome? And all your kiddies are being watched by strangers, including this Gigi person. <laughs> Don't like that, Gigi. Sounds like France. We beat them in the war, you know, France. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. The greatest hits. 
And yet we never tour. No. We never tour with the greatest hits. No. Nobody wants to see the comeback. No. No. Well, it's problematic because we keep having to throw Lindsey Buckingham out of the band. That's true. He doesn't want to come with us. Uh, yes, so we're telling them all thank you for watching Matt's kids so he could come here and have sex with strangers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had started, you know, the kindergarten. That's a German thing, you know, the kindergarten. We used to watch children back in the old country. We would take people's children, we'd watch them. And we'd grow them in a garden. Yes. That's where that comes from. You plant their feet in soil and say, grow! And then the blonde ones would rise up. Yes. <laughs> and the rest were cut down. You moan the blonde thing? <laughs> mein Gott und Himmel. Uh, anyway, we're glad you're here at least. And did you bring us gifts like other people? Ah, in the back. That's my favorite gift in the back. <laughs> Scheiße! Avita Sain, Matt from Long Beach. Yeah, thank you so much. Speaking of sex, are uh, Tits McGee and Professor Pringlescan here? Hi there. Hi, kids. There's a, there's a story behind the name. <laughs> As if that was their given names. Uh, the last time we came to see Hollywood Babylon on Babel Eve, a sad thing happened. We chatted up a nice couple who agreed that the woman could join my husband and me in a threesome. What the fuck? Are you serious? This happened? Like, in our show? Were you not watching our show? It, it, happened, it happened before the show? Like, in line? Even before the fucking show? In line, then at the table. So they agreed that the, the woman of the couple would spend the night with uh, Tits McGee and Professor Pringlescan. How charming are you two? Uh, during the shout-outs, you read an email from my husband who asked if he could get at my balloon knot. But I wrote a counter email saying there's no way he was getting it, getting his Liam Neeson in there. Smart. Because he apparently has a massive penis, and that's why we called him Professor Pringlescan, because his penis is like a Pringlescan. Yeah. Right. Well, that nickname spooked the boyfriend <laughs> who was worried that we wouldn't return his girlfriend in near mint condition. <laughs> and nothing happened that night except for a great evening of comedy and camaraderie. Holy shit, man. So we so ruined their threesome by talking about the massive cock on this guy. I don't think we ruined the threesome. <laughs> It sounds like that's what you get for having a big dick, and that's why I'm glad I never had one. Thank you, sir. Is that that's free more, booze? That's more of that, yes. Wow. Oh. Did you buy that for me? Thank oh, thank you. you so much, sir. I appreciate that. You're very kind. Thank you. That's exactly what he needs Shut right up. Now. More yeah. booze. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tits McGee writes, any, what are your real names, by the way? I feel awkward. Yeah. Jenna and... Del. Oh, you Listen sound like voice. you got a big dick. Uh, <laughs> that voice Del. came from way down there. It came from around the knees. It sounded like Dell. Hi, I'm Jenna. And Dell. <laughs> For fuck's sake, did your cock say that or did you? <laughs> so that that literally happened last New Year's Eve. Yeah, two we skipped back. last year, so we, two years ago. Yeah. I'm flabbergasted. 
Like you just chat. But you notice it wasn't the girl who said, oh, no, I'm not going to go with them, honey, because he's too big. The guy in the other couple said, oh, no, you're not having my girlfriend. Yeah, the guy was like, Pringles can. Hold on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So any chance you could see... How long were you guys in line? Like, it must take a while to build up to so... uh, Threesome? (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah, they don't. Let's see your tits, by the way. How are they? Are they? Oh, look. Oh, oh, look. Toronto shaking hands with Tits Mickey and Principal Can. There you go. There you go. That's the hookup right there. So any chance you could see if any fine ladies could help us fulfill our Babel vision quest and start off 2019 with a bang and then another bang and then a couple more bangs. Thank you. The Toronto people, yeah. Tits McGee. All right, Professor Pringlescan. Um, not for my information, but for anyone who may be interested this evening. What are we talking size-wise? And I don't tell me, oh, I never measured it, because you fucking measured it. And I want to like, know. I want to know dimensions, and I want to know them, in, not in centimeters, in American inches. Something I understand. I think I'm pretty good at this shit. You can just use his cock size. Yes, I'm, I could guess. Just say, I just need to hear you speak for a while longer than you did. <laughs> say, uh, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dogs. Go. <laughs> Ladies. I'm trying to gauge the man's penis. Please, a little, a little Shh, silence for the master. Please, it's professionalism going on. Yes. One more time. Um, that sounds like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> and this baby is a mutant oversized baby. It's more what? It's more even than that. Yeah, it's not like, doesn't he like an apple and then like a wrist and then a forearm? Look, I thought it was rather creative. Uh, no, seriously, what are we talking about? What are you, are you holding serious? up there? As thick as that glass? As thick as that. It's, a, it's like a pint beer glass you're holding up. That's so a, it's, well, we don't need an act. You don't have to pass it up. Are we actually holding his dick right now? Wait, so which end of the is glass? Which part? The bottom yeah. or the top? The base. The base. So this down here. Okay, so I can't get my... I got pretty good-sized hands. I can't get my fingers around Let's see if I can get my fingers around. Let's see if we can both do it together. All right. (laughs) All right, that's pretty girthy, which, you know, I like. I mean, people like. (laughs) What are we talking length, though? I don't want to hear fucking sufficient. I want numbers, mister. And don't tell me you haven't measured it, because I know you have. Cervix punching good. That's like the worst advertising campaign for a tampon ever. In my 48 years on this earth, I've never been described as cervix punching good. No. Let me on ask a, on you On a this. good night, I get, yes, I can tell you're in. I get that. Is it, how much do you have to leave out? I guess that would depend on the lady. Yeah. You're, you being the woman. You could take it all. Yeah. yeah. Tits McGee's been broken in. But you can't do anal. Can't do anal. Well, I'm so fucking hard right now. This, this, is, like, this is like going to Pornhub. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, really blowjobs. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, what about the... Blow- all right, we've done enough a sales job on you, sir. 
Yeah, good night, everybody. I can't, can't help it. The audience is way more interesting than we are. So tonight. true. Uh, Kelly and Brian, where are you guys? Kelly and Brian, right next to fucking Tits McGee and Pringles can. <laughs> now you gotta look at his big dick all night. Here, give this to. <laughs> that ain't no leg. Give this to Brian. He needs it more than I do. Truly. Um, Kelly and Brian are here because. My wife Kelly and I are coming to the show. It will likely be one of our last dates before buckling into the last trimester of pregnancy. Oh, don't take cervix kicker then. Don't yeah, really. Your kid will have a fucking dent in his head by the time it's all done. We don't <laughs> want that. We're expecting our first kid, a girl, April 19th. Oh. Nine months since San Diego Comic-Con, if you're doing the math, she says. Oh, look at that, man. A little Comic-Con action. We're both been longtime fans of you guys. We're hoping you Hall can Hall H, if you will. <laughs> Well, no woman wants her vagina described as Hall H. No, they don't. <laughs> Seats 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Six, actually. Oh, there you go. Hoping you can help us solve a problem we're having. Kelly and I are planning a natural childbirth, but we haven't found the right midwife for the job. I was thinking since Arnold Schwarzenegger would be perfect for the job since he carried a baby. That's true. In, in junior, right? That's that right. Junior? He did. But Kelly disagrees and thinks David Lynch would be a better choice. <laughs> Yeah, that's the guy you want as a midwife, for sure. We're hoping Ralph can help us settle this dispute. Thanks, the best to you guys and your family in 2019. Arnold and David Lynch debating over uh, birthing techniques. Why don't, why don't they both do it? Oh, you think? Yeah, I'm going to pull out my camera right. and make sure we capture this for all okay. posterity. Yeah. So that when your kid grows up, she's like, ugh. <laughs> she's already there. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a baby? That's amazing. It's unbelievable. Because, first of all, is she a maid? Because <laughs> that's how babies work, I think. You put, the, you put a baby inside the maid. That's how I do things anyway. So, if I was there in the baby room, which is the medical term for the place where they have babies, I'd say, ah, push. It's not a tumor. It's a baby. <laughs> push it out and let it just... Be the last action hero and have her come out of the. Shut up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You're the. Uh, he's delivering the baby. Yes. So what? What would he say to the baby? Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> no. Uh, come with me if you want. To live. Come with me if you want to live. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, hold on there, Arnold. I disagree. I think the baby should be, should be birthed in a dark room with weird jazz music playing. And then a midget should come out. The midgets have small hands. They can get them easily up into the birth canal. And the midget come out and And then the next thing you know, it comes out of a black lodge. By that, I mean your vagina. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karen and Brian. Hey there, gang. It's Ralph here. I want to wish you a very happy new year, 2019. It is upon us. And of course, this is that magical time of the new year when you set some ambitious goals for yourself and then you just give them up after two weeks. But what if 2019 was all about slowing down and being mindful? Imagine how many goals you could accomplish then. Well, 
That's why we're excited to partner with Calm, C-A-L-M, the number one app to help you meditate, sleep, and relax. Practices like meditation and prioritizing sleep can leave you feeling more rested so you have the energy to go out and achieve your goals. Now, if you head to calm.com slash babble, you'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming like guided meditations. This helps you deal with issues like anxiety or stress or focus. And this includes a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm, which is perfect for guiding you into building a meditation habit. Or if you have trouble falling asleep, you're going to love the sleep stories. These are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax before you doze off. You can head to the lavender fields of France with Stephen Fry or explore New Zealand with Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones. If you're looking for help to focus, to relax, to sleep, then Calm.com is the answer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at Calm.com slash Babble. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash Babble. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at Calm.com slash Babble. Give yourself the gift of Calm this new year. Seriously, it might change your life. Check it out for yourself, calm.com slash babble. We also get emails from all around the world, Josh. Ain't no drag. Govin's got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. I love it when people send us lyrics to songs that they had fucked up their entire lives. There's a technical name for this now. Yes. What is it? The Monda Green. <laughs> and you know he knows what he's talking about. His dick is huge. Right. What yeah. is it? One more time. Monda Green. Yeah. So that refers to uh, hearing lyrics and getting them wrong. Monda Green. Right. What's the derivation of that? Do you know, that comes from a thing. The internet. No. It, it, <laughs> it's based on like some guy who used to fuck up lyrics or something. Yeah, there's something, there's some derivation to that. Huh. Fuck, that voice is insane. Yeah. Do me a favor. Can you do something? Do me a favor. You say, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Yeah, he's right there. Wow. Wow. Hold on, hold on. Do me a favor. Can you say, I am your father? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Now, do me a favor. Say, I'm coming. (laughs) Say, no, look out. I'm coming. (laughs) Kevin's going to use that later. That wasn't for tonight. Wait, let's make it a little more comics friendly. Try, watch out. I'm coming. (laughs) I want to fuck him now. <laughs> All right, one more, one more. I was say, it's great. Yes, Tony the Tiger. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. one more, one more, one more. I swear, last one. Ready? Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> Here we go, and action. <laughs> 
Oh, this is fun. Oh, my God. All that and a giant dick? It's not fair. You should only have one thing in life. And you've got right. so many. So this Mondegreen comes from Ryan in Brisbane, Australia. He said, when my two brothers and I were young, my mother used to put on this Bee Gees song. And for the life of us, we could never understand while they were singing about this bald-headed woman. For the most of their lives, they thought the lyrics to this particular song we're going to play next was Bald-Headed Woman. Give me a little list, Josh. Bald-Headed Woman Bald-Headed Woman to me Bald-Headed Woman Bald-Headed Woman to me It still works. It still works, yeah. yeah. And kind of makes sense for the 70s. I can see where you'd make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Remember that chick in the first Star Trek movie? She yeah. Was hot. Versus Kambada. Yeah. Bald-headed woman. Bald, baby. Of course, it was more than a woman was the actual lyric. Not anymore. From now on, it's bald-headed woman. <laughs> One more woman. time, Josh. Bald-headed woman. Bald-headed woman to me. Creating a dance. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm gonna play that and shave a woman's head <laughs> while I jerk off. Oh no, I'm just doing a quick check. No, that is hands down the creepiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard you say. Brandon Dalton from Clear Lake, California sent in this email. Recently I was at Disneyland with my family. God Lucky. bless the Disney Corporation. <laughs> They're very litigious. They do a great job there at Disneyland. While I was there, I kept hearing the Mickey Mouse theme from the old Mickey Mouse Club show over and over again. That's when it struck me that Donald Trump and Mickey Mouse have the same number of letters. I can't imagine this hasn't been requested before, but how has Donald Trump not sung the Mickey Mouse Club theme song? Could you please have him do that for me? Dan Brandon Dalton, Clear Lake, California. Oh my God, he does. So this is Donald Trump singing the classic old 50s Mickey Mouse Club theme song. I had to change a couple of the lyrics to make it appropriate, but uh, can we have a little music there, Josh? <laughs> You're gonna ruin childhoods, man. Who's the leader of the world that's made for you and me? D-O-N-A-L-D-T-R-U-M-P Hey there, hi there, ho there, I'm the best that there can be D-O-N-A-L-D-T-R-O-U-P Donald Trump, lock her up, Donald Trump, lock her up We really need to build that border wall Hi, 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 come along and sing the song and make a hooker pee D-O-N-A-L-D-T-R-U-M-P Alright, I think that's enough of that, there we go I love this segment. People all over the country, hell, the world, send in photos of stuff in their hometown, names of towns, streets, places. We couldn't think of a clever name for this segment. So we simply say, your town's got a fucked up name. This comes from Winston in Burlington, North Carolina. He sent this in. He said, I know this isn't a town. We'll forgive you. We'll take anything at this point. <laughs> but it is a shopping center in Burlington, North Carolina, where I work. And it's pronounced just like you think it would be. This is actually the mall where Winston works, and I thought it was awesome. 
Yep. It's Come Park Plaza. Come Park Plaza. And it is spelled. It still exists now. Yeah. How did no one change the name of Come Park Plaza? Because Mr. Come is like, fuck everybody else. That's my name and I'm proud. You know what bothers me most about Come Park Plaza? Of all the stores there at Come Park Plaza is this Chinese restaurant. <laughs> the first taste Chinese restaurant. Apparently that's where you park your cum. <laughs> hey, what do you want to do for dinner? I don't know. You want first taste at cum plaza? No, I'm good, thanks. Cum park. <laughs> oh, cum park plaza, yeah. Where do you park your cum? I put it in a gym sock. <laughs> park it there for later. Gotcha. Folks send in photographs to us all the time of things that are meant for children. Boys and girls are supposed to enjoy these things, but when you take a close look at them, you recognize the fact that they're inappropriate toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. Well, the holidays are just right behind us, and uh, this comes from Stephen Roberts in Abilene, Texas. This was wrapping paper that was wrapped around a gift that was given to his child. It's Peanuts wrapping paper. Good old Charles Schultz's character is the Peanuts. And he said, I don't think this is what Charles Schultz had in mind for the Peanuts when he put it on this wrapping paper. Now, given it's folded in a unique way, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't think Linus fucking Peppermint Patty with Marcy covering her eyes is what everybody had in mind when they made that wrapping paper. Marcy's like, oh my God, he's got a Pringles can cock. <laughs> yeah. Linus uses his blanket as a rag afterwards. <laughs> oh, shut up, he's fictional. He's like, here comes the great pumpkin. <laughs> I'm going to carry that home with me in a little bag. <laughs> Next is up, Michael Lester from Perth, Australia. Perth. 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 Well, Perth. whilst out... Whilst? Who uses the word whilst anymore? <laughs> whilst out shopping for a gift for my son, I ran across this. I know we're talking about legalizing weed, but this seems a little premature. He may be right. This is a little kid for kids to make their own stuff at home, and I think maybe the kids don't need to make this. <laughs> it's the Crystal Bath Salts Factory. <laughs> I don't know if the kids need to make their own bath salts at home. Make Get all whacked salts. out and start eating other kids' faces. faces. <laughs> that might be unnecessary. And then my favorite of this uh, grouping, this holiday grouping, came from Brandon in Lake Forest, California. He saw this bouncy house in uh, the Queen Mary down there in Long Beach. And he said it was the shape of a snow woman. And I was like, I don't know, why would, they put, why would he say it was the shape of a snow woman until I saw the photo? He said, try to find the entrance if you can. <laughs> Here's the bouncy house. <laughs> when the kids go in, can we punch in, Josh, a little bit on that? Yeah, that's where, that's where the kids enter the bouncy house. <laughs> Frosty the snowman had a very big secret. <laughs> yeah. The old cervix puncher could use that as a sex toy. <laughs> Set up for you. She's a little loose for me. Oh, one more, one more. It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> it puts it in the basket. Go. 
Nice. Nice. Wow. Imagine tucking that back. Can you? Tuck it back. Yeah, all the way around. <laughs> he wears it like a belt. <laughs> all the way around. He can close his robe with it. <laughs> Uses a belt tie. Yes. Tapping me on the <laughs> He's tapping me on the shoulders as the lady sitting way ahead of him. See, that was funny. I'm confused by Japan. I don't know if I've mentioned this to anyone or not, but I don't understand what they do over there in that country. The things that they find interesting, entertaining, slash sexy mm. are a mystery to me. So each and every episode I ask respectfully, what the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? This week's What the Fuck Japan comes from Eric Goldstein from Voorhees, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey represent, Tino. Don't, don't start him. Don't start him Tino. up. Tino. We don't have time for Santino. I'll see you down the shore, Santino. My cousin Joe, he was from Voorhees, but then he moved. He went from Voorhees to Cherry Hill. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, first of all, he had a VW bug, okay? This thing never ran. But my aunt said to him, why don't you trade it in and get yourself a nice steady car like a Honda Civic? <laughs> so he goes to the Honda dealership. This is still in Voorhees, okay, mind you? And he ends up in Cherry Hill. By the time he gets the VW bug from Voorhees to Cherry Hill, breaks down on the turnpike. I'm not fucking with you. I'm not kidding around. <laughs> Tino, he don't get it, man. <laughs> we like to tell stories where we come from, but I think it's adorable that your Jersey pole was Cherry Hill. Because <laughs> it's a Philly thing. It Philly is, it's is across the bridge. It's across Hill. the bridge. That's what, when you think of New Jersey, you think of Cherry Hill. I think of Trenton. I think of Cherry Hill. All the, all the towns on the other side of the bridge. That's so Pensauken. I never think of Pensauken. <laughs> no, who does? Um, wow, fucking, so Trenton, even Trenton? Yeah, Trenton's right next to Philly across the bridge. Trenton makes the world takes. You know what it says on the bridge? Of course. Oh my God. I'm That's... from Philadelphia, I don't know if I mentioned that or not, I... but it's right there on the bridge in Philadelphia. You can see it from Philadelphia. I never realized that Trenton was that close to Philadelphia. It's literally across a bridge from us. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Good to know. I have to check that out when I get home next <laughs> All time. All right. Uh, this comes from Eric Goldstein in Voorhees, New Jersey. In Japan, they have a brand new sex aid for the gentleman. Finally, what we've all been waiting for, it's a wearable self-pleasuring aid. It's not just a masturbation sleeve. It's one you can put on and wear all day long. Because who doesn't want to fucking oh. wrap his dick in a, in a... In a fleshlight and wear it all the time. This is it, ladies. The revolution is beginning. <laughs> Finally. It's called the Rubbing Tengu. The Rubbing Tengu is the industry's first wearable masturbatory aid, they claim. You have my attention. You fill it with lotion. You wrap. <laughs> Someone from the lotion industry. <laughs> You wrap it around your penis, and it even has another pouch to hold your testicles in. And it becomes airtight so that you can... It's really... Airtight! Airtight! And so it's, it's hard for to, to remove it. It'll stay nestled in there for as long as you want. But it gets better. It gets better because while wearing it, they claim 
And I want to read from you the actual uh, demonstration narration from the video I'm going to play for you that's in Japanese, so you won't be able to understand it. But in Japanese, they say, just slide your penis in and rub it wherever you like. Rub it on your pillow, your desk, your keyboard, your refrigerator, <laughs> or your door. So if you ever wanted to fuck your refrigerator, gentlemen, Japan has the answer for you. I would like to show for you the tutorial video that comes along with the rubbing Tengu, the first wearable man's sex aid. ことは至って簡単。There's Fuck your door. Wait, fuck the light switch. It won't come off. It won't come off. It won't come off. Suctioned onto your body. But wait. He's wearing it at work, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. At the very uh, end, where he's wearing it in his pants, the narrator says, you can even wear it when going out in public. A new style of masturbation begins. <laughs> um, they have a wearable egg. You could totally... Oh, you can stuff all kinds of shit up inside yourself. Don't get started. It's the, it's the one thing that's unequal in the sexes, They've really. had, like, you could buy a device where you put something there and it's a remote control. You can control it with an app and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We get one thing. Yeah. We get one thing where I can fuck my door and all of a sudden you're complaining. Spoken like a man who's had one dream his whole life. I just want to fuck my refrigerator. Is that so much to ask? I just want to wear it into a business meeting knowing that my dick is wrapped in rubber. I salute the Japanese and I say, Doitajimoshite. <laughs> Which means I want to fuck my refrigerator. <laughs> the keyboard killed me, man. That was awesome. He's like, look at have you ever once been at your keyboard and been like, I'd love to rub my dick over? I want to go. <laughs> A to Z. Delete, 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 delete. Delete UI OP. ASDF JKL. How we going? Uh, Home row. <laughs> and lastly, this email comes from Stuart Orzinski from Lake Worth, Florida. Said a big fan of Hollywood Babylon, all that you guys did was recently, recently introducing my 10-year-old son to Rockies 1 through 4, the oh. only ones that matter, he said. I beg to differ, by the way. Why? Because I think Creed 1 and Creed 2 are really good. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. but he said Rockies. 
All right, ass kisser. Why don't you just blow him now? Oh, Kevin's right. Thank he said you everything right. for agreeing with me. I can <laughs> thank you, Josh. I consider the Creed films part of the the Rocky over, if you will. I thought it was a whole new uh, trilogy. It's the Rocky verse. The Rocky. Then yes. yes. Then absolutely. If you include Creed, which I just watched uh, Creed two the other day, they sent an Oscar screener. Hmm. <laughs> you all right, hun? Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it's good. It's, it's really excellent. good. Excellent. You saw it. I did. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's really fucking yeah. good. And how great is? Pardon us while we talk amongst ourselves. How great is uh, Drago's character? It humanizes that character. He stole uh, he the movie for me. He's in Dolph Lundgren. So I thought was very. He's interesting in two in fucking film. movies that around the same time. Creed two, and then he was in Aquaman. He's right. one of the kings that Aquaman has to deal with. He's yes. back. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. But yeah, they did cool things with his character. Their storyline with him and his son was actually really kind of. Tender in a weird way. Also, Dolph Lundgren, huge cock. I didn't ask. I know. I'm just. How do you know that? Because a friend of mine used to work at the Peninsula Hotel where he stayed quite often. Okay. And he would he would order up room service. <laughs> this is probably actionable. I'll probably be sued for this. But he would order up room service, ask for a female server, and then answer the door nude. Are you shitting me? No, I shit you not. And we were just feeling good about him a second ago. I know. It's a whole Me Too thing. Wow. But from the women I talked to, very impressive. He's big. Not as big as this fucking guy, but still big. So now you know. So he's standing there. He's like, I must break. (laughs) That's right. So Stuart says, I was wondering if Sylvester Stallone would serenade us with the outfields your love. Oh, my God. I love that song. Angry Sylvester Stallone singing Your Love by the Outfield. Well, what could be more appropriate for the new year? I didn't even ask for it. <laughs> oh, Dr. Josh, you jumped the gun, wow, man. Wow, that comes in hot. I got to be ready. That totally felt like a cue, my bad. You were, you were right, Josh. Somebody's on their second show. Keep drinking. Anyway, here we go. Josh? Josie's on a vacation <laughs> far away. Come around and talk it over, right? There's so many things, you know, that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight, all right? Okay? Listen. I don't want to lose your love tonight. I don't have many friends left to talk to. No matter when I'm in trouble. You know, I'd do anything for you. Instead of love to keep it undercover. I don't want to use your love tonight. Alright? Apollo? I just want to lose your love tonight. Creed is part of the franchise. (laughs) All right, there you go. Thank you so much. We say goodbye to people every episode. People in show business who left us but left behind bodies of work we'll all enjoy for many, many years to come. Tonight is no different. We lost so many great people in 2018. Just a few more before we check out of this year. It's a segment we call the Tinseltown Stiffs. And now another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. 
best. I love character actors, and Donald Moffat was one of the best. He was a British actor who moved to America and then ended up with over 200 credits to his name in film and television. Wow. It's a hell of a career. Passed away this year, uh, this week rather, at 87 years old. Instantly recognizable if you see his face. Yeah, he played uh, a character called Rem in the uh, Logan's Run TV series back in the 70s based on the famous science fiction movie with Michael York. Here his character is in that series. But you know him from such films as uh, The Right Stuff. Regarding Henry, Clear and Present Danger, Bonfire of the Vanities, License to Kill. He was in a Bond film. Did a ton of great work. One of my the favorite thing. roles. That's right. He was in The Thing. He was in The Thing. That was one of my favorite roles. He played the commander of yeah. that station in The Thing. I'm playing a little clip from The Thing to honor him right now. And in this scene, I love The Thing. It's a great it's film. It's fantastic. Carpenter at his best. Kurt Russell is great in it. Mm-hmm. And if you've never seen the film, spoilers, uh, this creature that they unearth under the ice can take on the shape of anything it comes in contact with by existing inside the body of that creature, including its blood. So Kurt Russell has this great idea. If they heat up a piece of wire with a flamethrower and they touch it to the blood that's drawn from all the people at this Arctic station, if the blood jumps out of the dish, they know that it's been possessed by this creature. Wonderfully, a wonderful piece of uh, cinematic tension. So clever, and it just has you on the edge of your seat. So as as each person is strapped to a chair, they take their blood and they go through this process, including Donald Moffat in this great scene from John Carpenter's The Thing. gentlemen have been through a lot and when you find the time I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch (laughs) (laughs) and some exquisite acting from him right there as well so great actor 87 years old cinematic uh, cartilage. You see him in so many movies and you're like, man, he's not the star, but fuck, you need him. He's the guy that holds it all together. How great to have a career that lasts 50 years where you can just work all the time Make and really for good a living. projects yeah. and, and just be the go-to guy. They say, well, you know, we need somebody with some gravitas, a guy who could really deliver here, call Donald Moffat, and he, make, he made a living out of it. Big it's, bucket of wind, man. Great. How old was he? He was 87 years old. Huge life. I miss um, him. I don't. I didn't know him, but I'll miss him. I've seen him in so many fucking movies. It's yeah, weird we that he won't again. be a part of the fabric anymore. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Man died. Have some respect. <laughs> Kevin Meanie all of a sudden. Yeah, really. That's yeah. very meany. Uh, Norman Gimbel is the name of our next Tinseltown stiff. You may not know the name, but you know his work. He was a legendary songwriter, along with his partner, Charles Fox. They wrote together some of your favorite pop song hits, some of your favorite TV and movie theme songs. An amazing body of work. He passed away at 91 this week. He wrote Killing Me Softly with his song that Roberta Flack had a hit with, and also the... um, Fuji's as well. I'm yes. just looking at the clock. It's 11:39. Just to keep you up to date. Oh wow, we're running out of time. Um, Girl from Ipanema. That song. Yeah, they wrote that song. They did the English version of that. Young, tall, and ten, and young and lovely. That was theirs. And then uh, they uh, they also did a song for Jim Croce, which was one of my favorites, called "I Got a Name." Like the pine trees lining the winding road, I've got a name. Django's right. 
I've got a name Like the singing bird in the croaking toad I've got a name I've got a name And I carry it with me like my daddy did But I'm living the dream That he kept here a great tune. How the fuck did you cut it off before the part, man? Because it's all... 11.39. Fair enough. Um, that he is... wrote out uh, Ready to Take a Chance Again from Foul Play. Remember the song about I Barry Manilow? And I'm ready to take the chance again. Ready to put my love on the line with you. Together with nothing to show for it. You get what you get when you go for it. Yeah, he needs and nine I'm more ready of these. to take a chance again with you. It's a beautiful song. They wrote that? Yep. I can't believe they wrote for Jim Croce. I always think of him as his own song. He did most of his own songwriting, but that was one of his big hits that he didn't write. Wow. Then they met a guy named Gary Marshall, a TV producer, creator of Gary Marshall, and they wrote a ton of theme songs for him, including Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Angie, fantastic. And of course, this one. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. You cut it off before the best part again. Um, wow, that was theirs. That, was that theirs. song literally taught me the days of the week. <laughs> Wasn't paying attention up until that show, and then I was like, oh, Monday. Oh, it goes Sunday, in order. Monday, happy days, yes. Yeah. And speaking of Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, they also wrote that theme song as well. Uh, we haven't gathered together since the passing of a friend of Kevin's, uh, a great comic actress, great female, yeah, screw female, great director, film yeah. director. Uh, the legendary Penny Marshall passed away. Give since it up last for time Penny Marshall. At 75 years old. <laughs> Got a shot of Penny? There she is. Penny Marshall, uh, I talked about in the last show, uh, like, was a centerpiece of my life, particularly in my childhood. I loved Laverne and Shirley, even more so than Happy Days and yeah. stuff. Uh, so I would go into kindergarten all the time, and I would do uh, Penny's Laverne character, do lines from the show for Mr. Lodge, my kindergarten teacher, and she was always laughing. She was like, you're so funny. And then my parents went into a PTA meeting, like parent-teacher conference and shit, and my teacher sold out on me and was like, all he does is impressions of Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. My parents came home, what are you embarrassing us for and shit? So uh, she played a big impact in, in my childhood. Loved that show to death. When, when she became a filmmaker as well, um, this is long before, of course, I became a filmmaker. Uh, she started with uh, Jumpy Jack Flash, Whoopi Goldberg movie. Right, that was yeah. the first movie. But then the next movie was big, an absolute classic of cinema creates Tom Hanks as the movie star. Right. Um, a movie that still holds up to this day. Next movie she does is uh, uh, A League of Their Own, a Titanic fucking movie, also with Tom Hanks in it and stuff. Uh, a movie that I love very dearly, and I fucking hate baseball. So <laughs> after that, she does Awakenings with Robert De Niro and, Robin, and Williams. Robin Williams, for heaven's sakes. 
a trifecta of amazing fucking movies, man, that started right at the beginning of her career. She was an incredibly talented lady, really nice, really funny and shit. Uh, she lived, I wound up moving into the neighborhood that she lived in. She lived there long before me up in the Hollywood Hills. And then uh, in 2002, when we bought Affleck's house and stuff, we moved in. Uh, he, we found out she lived in the neighborhood. I found out the day that I moved into the house because fucking like she came cruising down the hills really fucking fast tearing ass in this giant ass fucking car and shit like that and i was like oh my god it's petty marshall and i had to go fast because she went very fast and so the next time i talked to affleck he was like how you like the house i was like i fucking love the house i saw a, i saw somebody famous the first day i was moving into the house and shit he's like did you look in a mirror and i was like no man i mean somebody really fucking famous from like my childhood and shit i was like penny marshall like drove by and he goes oh cruella Deville," and i go what do you mean cruella Deville?" he goes you saw her drive right because in, in 101 Dalmatians, she's always... Yeah. And that's how she did for, like, you know, we moved into that house 2002. I saw Penny drive down the hill for, like, 10 years fucking straight. She never drove down the hill. She was like, boom! Just tore ass fucking down the hill. So she came over to the house one day, did a series of podcasts with me. I think they're under Smoothie Makers. Uh, really wonderful stuff where I got to, like, just blow her about how awesome a filmmaker she was and how, what she played, parts she played in my life and stuff. Great stuff. She was very candid and wonderful. But I told her when she first came to the house, she was like, so this is the house I always pass. And I was like, yeah, man, this is, uh, this is uh, Affleck's uh, old house and stuff. And she was like, oh, that's right. I always uh, heard him having parties. He had so many <laughs> parties right down the street. I wish he wouldn't have had so many parties. <laughs> and I said, he had, he, he would, he had a complaint about you. Uh, he called you Corella DeVille because the way you drive real fast down the hill and shit. And she goes, he's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet, man. She was a cool fucking lady. Uh, love those podcasts. If you want to go listen to them, they're somewhere on the website on smartcast.com. But she was so great. She wrote a book about her life uh, called My Mother Was Nuts, which is a wonderful read. Uh, truly uh, uh, started off as a tap dancer and then became an actress and, and, and also like you know for whatever this is worth like for this business didn't, had an unconventional look and still fucking like made it and she yeah. would talk about that like all the time they had a very famous commercial when we were kids where it was her and Farrah Fawcett and she was talking about being fucking beautiful and, and right. Penny was talking about being a real woman or whatever um, she, she did it all in this lifetime, uh, really made a dent in the universe, but became an excellent director after sitting behind like lots of directors, being in sitcoms, shit like that. She aggregated to be one of the greatest American filmmakers we've ever had. Wonderful lady, man. I was, I was lucky to get to know her at all. Passed away at the age of 75. Oh, so. way too young. Give it up for Penny, man. Yeah, Huge really. cauldron of win. Josh, uh, 13 minutes, guys. 13 minutes. We're, we're running out of time, so we're going to jump ahead a little bit. To all the entertainment news with a segment we call the HBO Headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. <laughs> Gotta talk about this because this is the latest internet phenomenon that we all need to weigh in on. This is Yanni versus Laurel 2.0. This is, you see the blue dress or the tan dress or the fuck, whatever dress you fucking saw when they had those dresses. It's that thing. Even more so, I think. Okay. It is, is Grover saying fucking or not in the scene from Sesame Street? 
You're not familiar with this? No. It's an internet sensation, Kevin. People are torn over whether Grover on Sesame Street is saying, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Or, yes, that's a fucking excellent idea. People are torn over what he's saying on this episode of Sesame Street. We can all assume what it is. Right. But when you listen in a certain way, sure sounds like Grover saying fucking. I'll let you be the judge. Here's a little piece of video. That's fucking crazy because I heard both, but the first two times I heard fucking. Right? And then I was sitting there going, no, he could not, no puppet would ever say that. When your head changes, the sound changes. It really fucking does. Can we do that one more time, Josh? Can we do that? Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. That's fucking right? incredible. That's incredible. It's crazy. I'm so mad I didn't put that in a movie myself. I know. All right, running out of time. I think we got to jump to Bieber, right? We don't want to miss out on the Bieber. Wouldn't everybody have a Bieber sing along? Can That's we do true. that? Absolutely. Can we hit a little Bieber music there, Josh? Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little cunt. That's right. Boy, people wanted to get that off their chest for I 2018. Knew it. I didn't want to leave them out. And we've completed the cunt circle with Justin Bieber because he finally has a face tattoo. Really? Yes. He and his wife just got tattoos. He got his on his face. Uh, the, uh, the DJ, uh, the, not the DJ, the celebrity tattoo artist Bang Bang revealed that they came into his studio and they each got a tattoo, a couple's tattoo. Justin got his on his face and it is just above his eyebrow. We've got a new picture of him out there. You got to see it. It's done in cursive lettering. It's really fine. Can we punch in on that next photo right there? That says Grace. It says Grace. He's got my mom's name tattooed on his face. mom's name tattooed on his face. I didn't even do that. Because they call themselves Style and Grace. She's Style and he's Grace. And so he got Grace tattooed on his face. Oh, that's cute. They spelled dickhead wrong, which I find <laughs> amazing. Four minutes, boys. Four minutes. All right. What? Four quick, minutes quickly. until the new year? Quickly, we're going to do uh, geek news real quick. Can we do geek no, news? No, no, no. I'm no, sorry. No, Nine no, minutes. no. Nine minutes. My bad. It's ten minutes. It was like fucking 14 before. Multitasking. Yeah. My right. bad. What do we got? What's going on? It's literally 10 minutes. You ten, got minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. So to ease into it. Well, let's hit the geek news. Why not? Let's do it, shall we? This is not Josh's fault. I'm throwing him a curveball here. No worries. We're gonna hit him with it. We're gonna hit him with a curveball. Ralph and Kevin, there we Ralph go. And Kevin, Ralph and Kev's Big News. I wanted to talk about this because the biggest story in geekdom right now is the Aquaman movie. The, yes. the monster hit that this film has been, earning over $750 million around the world as it's of this week. It's gonna make a billion dollars eventually. Aquaman is gonna pass the billion dollar mark. And it's only out for a couple weeks. It's yeah. crazy. It still has yet to open. In, uh, let's see, uh, Italy, it opens tomorrow. Japanese, and the Japan launch is uh, February 8th. The China run has been a massive hit. It's the biggest DC Comics movie uh, making money over in China since it opened. It's a massive hit over uh, $750 million worldwide. But now, finally, it is a hit. 
because it event the first time ever Aquaman has a sex toy created from the Aquaman legend. It's from geekysextoys.com. I want to thank Jane Wilkinson for sending this in. For 85 bucks, you can own the Aquamone, it's called. This is the Aquamone. Oh, right shit. There. I want one. For a mere $85. Here's, the, here's what it says in the description Aquamone will exceed your wildest expectations. Equipped with a strong suction cup, this toy is ready for some underwater action. Let the king of the seven seas swim into the deepest, darkest depths of your downstairs. I understand you could control it by going. Whoa, 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 That's whoa, right, whoa. yes. Oh, we got time. You want to hit another story before you hit that? Or you're gonna, you wanna How much it? time we got? We, we still got like seven minutes. We'll be sitting around looking at each other. For fuck's sake. You I got all panicked, and now I know. Got, and now yeah, yeah look at you like a young boy oh, fucking oh, for the oh. first time. You're like, oh, I'm done. You know what? I want to hit, hit this story before we go. Uh, Josh, see if you can find... It's called Africa is the name of the video clip. See if you can find Africa. I want to talk about this because I am not a believer in um, beauty pageants. I think they're degrading. And I know I make jokes here on the show all the time about women and stuff. And I hope people know it's just jokes. I don't mean that. I find beauty pageants, putting people, women on stage and comparing them for their physical appearance is, is a time that has passed us. Yeah. Not only is it archaic and has no business being in, in modern society, but it's downright dangerous. And that has been proven this week from the Miss Africa pageant. Miss Congo, Dorcas Kasinde, won the Miss Africa pageant this week in 2018. And just to show you how dangerous it is, she won. And instead of just celebrating her victory, as the fireworks went off behind her, well, I can show you what happened better than I can tell you. Here's the video. Shit! Wow. That was a wig, luckily. It was just a wig. She and the, and the, the host jumped up on stage and put her out. I feel like see fucking Nick Cannon do that sometimes. Yeah, really? I mean, Let's get that guy to host the Oscars. <laughs> that's right. Where's Ryan Seacrest when you need him? That Truly. doesn't happen. But Five just, minutes, 20 seconds. All right. Very precise, Josh. Thank you. Well, then, what do you say we take a look at the giant cock, not of this guy for a change, but of Liam Neeson? How about that? Yes. Oh, we can't help but wonder how big is Liam Neeson's cock. All right, thanks to everyone who contributes each and every week to the facts of Liam Neeson's cock. You go to NeesonCock.com, by the way, if you want to add to them yourselves. Last you know the time we get to do this in 2018, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It makes Ray Romano say, yes. <laughs> because he always says, no. That was cute. I could tell my mom that joke. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Liam once passed six kidney stones. Thanos mounted them on his gauntlet. <laughs> That's awesome. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? He doesn't urinate, he irrigates. <laughs> and the farmers are thankful, quite frankly. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How 
It makes Grover say, fuck. <laughs> it's timely. Glad we got that other bit in. Very timely. And lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It's already celebrating 2020. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, fuck, we don't get to end the show like we always do. What time is it right now? Four, Four minutes till. Four minutes. Four minutes, ladies and gentlemen. 2018 right. has been a weird, uh, wonderful year, and we're all still here. And despite, you know, uh, all the complaints we have about everything out there in the world and whatnot, uh, we're still here having a good time together. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting this show for as long as you have and whatnot. Thanks. Uh, we love you guys, honestly. Yeah, we really do. One of my favorite things in the world to do. When we started this uh, eight and a half years ago, we never imagined it would become what it has become. And uh, to have people around the world listen to the show via the podcast and have so many people show up, not only here at home at the Improv, but around the country, hell, around the world, that when we take the show on the road, it is, it's, uh, it is our pleasure and truly our honor to be able to perform and, and to entertain you guys and to interact with you. It's such a blast. And 2019, of course, as we get a fresh start, everybody gets a fresh start. You get to begin again. So if you've been sitting there thinking about, like, oh, there's some shit I've always wanted to do, 2019 is the year to do it. What are you waiting for? Give it a shot, man. Doesn't matter what it is. Shoot the fucking moon. There's no such thing as failure because if you get that wrong, guess what? You figure it out, you get it right the next time. Failure is just success training. So as we head into 2019, figure out what you want to do and fucking do it this year. I'm doing mine. I'm going to reboot. 2019 is the year of Jay and Son Bob reboot. Two He's minutes. Gonna, two minutes? Two He's going to be there. I'm going to be there and shit. Hopefully, y'all could come visit while we're shooting the movie because we need big crowd scenes. Anything you got to say? With yeah, real quickly. Um, uh, I, lost, I lost a job, and many of you people have been in your situation where you lose a job, and you look around and you say, what am I going to do now? And how do I pick myself up? And how do, I, how do I move forward? How do I provide for my family? And this year, I started my own thing with the Ralph Report, and many of you showed up in a big way. And you show up every day, Monday through Friday, to listen to it, and that has been, it's like opening a little mom-and-pop shop next to a Walmart, you know, but you people show up, and you're there, and you listen, and you enjoy it, and it has been a godsend, and largely, the audience from that show comes from this show, and I would want to thank you for your support about that as well, but you can do it. If you, want to, if you find yourself on the outs, and you've been let go by some giant monolithic corporation you don't have to look for another monolithic corporation to go work for you can do what you want to do and still provide for your family and make something work for yourself so do that for yourselves as, as well define success for yourself this year's ladies and gentlemen don't define it next to what somebody else thinks success is you know what your own success is here man. comes the one minute countdown oh guys. my oh, god it's one minute to 2019 i never imagined that i would be alive this fucking long and here we are Where's my wife? Is my wife here? Where's Jen? Is Jen here? Is Jen here? She's on her way. Jen's on her way. Send my good lady wife up here. What are those? Lightsabers? lightsabers? <laughs> Holiday lightsabers. I want to thank you for these joints. I'm going to smoke the shit out of them. Thank you. Thank you for celebrating this 30 evening seconds. with us. Here she comes. Here we go. How much time we got? Is that it? 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 
action begins, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2019. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for a great 2018. Give it up for the man without whom there is no Babylon, Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. And for my bestest buddy and Babel brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babel the bug off. Good night, Hollywood, and Happy New Year. Give it up for Ralph Garman, Kevin Smith, and Jen Schwalbach. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.